Here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Jim and Laura. Thanks for starting your day with us. I am ready to go because I had a tomato buttermilk pickup drink on the way out the door. What is it? Tomato buttermilk pickup. I just put it up on our Facebook page. It's nasty. My wife found this page that shares all these nasty recipes from the 50s. I think it's called Mid-Century Recipes, even. Okay. Nasty stuff. Is she making them? Well, we didn't make one of them. I'll tell you later which one she made that I actually liked. And it comes from the Wisconsin Ag Department from the 50s. Two cups tomato juice chilled. Right there. Uh, Four cups of cold buttermilk. Oh, see, the... The, to- the acidity in the tomato juice mixed with the milk would seem to curdle oh. in my brain. That must be why they say to add salt. Just, oh, it doesn't say how much. Maybe. Salt. Combine all ingredients and mix well. It's a pick-me-up for your day, right? There. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> that is not your in-the-kitchen tip today, just so I'm, everyone knows. Don't, don't make that. I was wondering about that. Would Someone you? has to try it this morning. Yeah. Just just for the sake of this show, just try it. Yeah. Somebody just posted another guy. Uh, Missy said, B. Dylan Hollis shares all kinds of, quote, antique recipes mm. that are probably nasty. And the good thing is this tomato buttermilk pickup serves six to eight. Ah. So you can feed the office or your family. <laughs> so don't worry. You won't. You can share. Mmm. Yummy. Mm-hmm. It seems a lot of those recipes from the 50s include jello or gelatin. That well, You're out right there, I know. Yeah, can't do it. And or tuna and olives. <laughs> I, I'll eat the olives. The rest, not vegetarian. <laughs> and sometimes oh, darn. all together in yeah. a jello mold. Uh, <laughs> Angela says, I'll stick with my cappuccino. Yesterday was cappuccino day, Angela. You got to follow the rules. Today is tomato buttermilk pickup day. And uh, Anya says, well, they drink a lot in Wisconsin, so she'll let this one slide. It's It's true. true. (laughs) Some things, quite delicious. Other things, yeah, probably not a good idea. Dan, who volunteers for my wife's program, so knows her and follows her, says he's still waiting for the tuna mousse recipe that she posted on her page. Uh-uh. I'm going to have to look back on her page to see what all went in there besides tuna. Was it blended and whipped? Oh, yeah, I think like, so. Oh, no. Yeah, like, no. Whipped. Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. I looked up at least a tuna mousse recipe. You better, recipe. You better cover your ears, Laura. <laughs> so basically, it's uh, warm cream of mushroom soup and gelatin and cream cheese. And then, of course, you add the tuna. And chill it. Serve it on crackers cold. <laughs> they did so much tuna and olives in the 50s. Like, yeah. yeah, and gelatin and yeah. in a mold. So here's what we are going to do for Match Tim today. Yeah. You're going to need to text your answer, 320-235-1025. We're going to stay along these lines because there are many mid-century recipes that Tim seems to be a little judgy about. Yeah. But this comes from a guy who adds blank to his mac and cheese. Oh, 
There's so many possibilities. So many things that you could throw in there. I mean, I've been a bachelor. Okay. 320-235-1025. Turning his nose up at the tuna mousse and all the other mid-century recipes. But this comes from a guy who adds blank to his mac and cheese. (laughs) I wrote three things down, but the the first one that came to mind... You're like a culinary mastermind. The circle. Oh, look at all that. There is. So I we'll, see a theme here. I've circled the first one that came to mind. If nobody gets that, then obviously there's uh, alternatives. People said ketchup. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, Nicola said, or Nicola, pickles. Now, we did say how I like pickles and pickle flavor yesterday, even though I can't eat raw cucumbers because of the chemical makeup of it. Yeah. But uh, but you pickle them pickles. and then you would add them to your mac and cheese. I'm ah, intrigued. That, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I listen. None of these are so awful that I wouldn't try a, a bite of pickle mac and sure. cheese. But I don't know if I'm gonna just take it that oh I'll like this and ruin the whole batch by adding it. I wonder if everything. some of these are what other people do, like ketchup, barbecue sauce, mayo. I've never done any of that. I see a horseradish also as a guest. Uh, a little spice. The only little, thing I really ooh. like horseradish on is, is like with a steak if it's in a buttery horseradishy sauce. Salsa. Did you see the one guest that says what you add to your mac and cheese? Tears and self-pity. <laughs> it's come to <laughs> that this. That is not what he wrote down, no. Well, Cole said peas. Peggy said peas. And I'm not. So, I have done that. Cheetos. Wait a minute. A little like crunched crunchy. on top or mixed in? Oh. Oh, no. She says she mixes them in. Oh, I'd put it on top like a like a tuna noodle casserole and like maybe bake them a little bit. Thank you. I know what I'm having for lunch today. My first thought was hot dogs. So that is the one. Little sliced up hot dogs. I've also done Spam, which we talked I about. I see that earlier. as a guess as well. Yep. And I've done yeah. Hamburger. Just and sort we had of a lot of those guesses. Yeah. So if I do hamburger, then I will toss in some peas. It makes like oh. a little bit of a, well, a bachelor like a casserole. <laughs> yes. The first to guess the hot dog chunks was Lorene from Madison. She's with me on that, I'm sure. <laughs> That's a That does not sound good. Waltz Carnuba Car Wash for Lorene. Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. It's so hard for me to keep track. I know who the boomers are. Gen X is 1965 to 1980. Millennials are 81 to 96. So that's that's you. I'm the I'm on the old yeah. end of millennial. Yeah. And then Gen Z is 97 up to 2012. Well, the reason I bring it up is because uh, we have a TikToker to thank now for her viral video to tell if a woman is a millennial or a Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with an article of clothing. Okay. <laughs> let me uh, let her explain it. This is exactly how you can tell the difference between a millennial and a Gen Z just by looking at their feet. Are their socks up or are they wearing hidden ankle socks? Because Gen Zs exclusively wear their socks up and millennials still wear ankle socks. What? Gen Z. Well, you know, for little socks with tennis shoes or working out, there are some that are ankle socks, so they're above the shoe. Apparently, that's Gen Z, Gen Z. But uh, millennials will wear the hidden, Mm. shorter sock. Mm. Really? They sell them all currently. I I know that to be true. 
What now? What does that say about me if I still have some old like tube socks up to my knee? Like put those on. Sometimes you're just I want to wear shorts, but it's getting in that weird like fall. So I just put a little long sock on mm-hmm. around the house. I think that means you might be a boomer in a millennial body. I don't. I'm know. an old soul. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're waking up with Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. You said you were at a department store of uh, a a known name that had uh, Christmas sweaters out? Yeah, lots of ugly Christmas sweaters, Christmas dresses, jumpsuits, Christmas regular pantsuits. Oh, they were stocked. No, I'm not saying. It almost seems, yeah, like uh, you're ready to go. No. 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 Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not it, yet. There is going to be a time. They did not have Christmas music playing in the store, though, and oh. I appreciated that. I don't mind if your mm-hmm. outfits are out because you do have different holiday parties at different times. Oh, sure. During the proper time frame of Christmas celebrations. What is Laura's proper time? uh, As soon as Thanksgiving is over. Ah, okay. But you do, I am a firm believer in you should be properly costumed and have your outfits ready very early because you don't want the store to be picked over when the proper time after Thanksgiving happens. So I'm fine with shopping for that early and then you never get rid of it. So that goes into your costume slash holiday stash. Do you wear uh, sunglasses and a hoodie so nobody sees that you're buying Christmas clothes this early? I didn't buy any of those. However, (laughs) I have my Christmas outfit ready for the big gift giveaway because I have a Christmas dress I bought many years ago and you can't wear it all the time because there's a proper time and a place for Christmas things. So I'm saving that. Well, see, now you got to get in on our Christmas gift giveaway. Uh, You'll see Laura, like the children on Christmas Eve in their finest little Christmas clothes. My little ruffle dress and (laughs) ruffle socks. No, this is a Santa, almost like a Santa's helper dress. My favorite. I would encourage you to wear as much ugly Christmas dress, festive Christmas. Yeah. They have them in the store right now. You can go get one. A dress. If you want, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't judge. My favorite no. was seeing in a large store the Halloween next to the Christmas. So if you stood at the right angle, you could kind of see the progression. Now, now uh, are they putting out Easter stuff already? Uh, prob- you know, gotta, probably. Get a jump on these things. Tim Burns and Laura McKenna. The Q102 Morning Show. West Bend, yeah. Wisconsin. Heading down towards the Milwaukee area. That might mm-hmm. explain it, huh? So uh, they pulled a clown prank. A uh, homeowner had a bunch of teenagers doing a sleepover. It wasn't the homeowner himself who dressed as a clown. He got another family member, probably an uncle of the kids, maybe, to come in as a clown to scare the teenagers. Well, one of the kids called 911, legitimately scared. And this is how that went down. There's a clown inside, like an actual clown inside the house right now. Do you know who it is? No. Is there anybody else in the si- inside with him? Hey, um, my friend's parents. Okay. Just get here as fast as you can. Please. An actual clown, they said. <laughs> There's an actual clown. clown in our midst. I think Dad is on here uh, explaining. We're okay. We're just playing a joke. Sorry they called you. Okay, yeah, they called 911. <laughs> well, I didn't know my daughter had a friend on the phone. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. See, oh, I didn't know they called 911. It was all my plan. So, Laura, couch juror, let's... Uh... I mean, I... 
let's run this. I still think probably they have to send somebody to check it out. Yeah. But then I think they go, oh, okay, well, it wasn't an intruder intruder clown. Have a good night. Enjoy your slumber party. You're thinking, ah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, He was issued a citation. You want to try to guess the dad, not the kid, because they were legitimately scared. What citation might the dad have been charged with, I guess? Clowning around. Clowning. No. No. I don't know. I mean, this was a real citation. It was. First of all, I'll read the police statement. The West Bend Police Department recognizes it was intended to be a prank, but the investigating officer believed it was carried too far when the parent involved didn't put an end to the joke before 911 was involved. And so they've cited the homeowner with disorderly conduct. I know I don't know what the consequences of that is. I feel like you show up to court for that one in clown with said clown (laughs) so that the judge can properly see Uh, like we were just playing a joke on the kids. If you have a slumber party, you have to terrorize the children, right? That's part of slumber parties. I suppose. It's what you do to your kids. But but Laura, you show up in court in a clown costume. I guarantee you'll get disorderly conduct <laughs> no, the, and the, contempt the clown, of court. No, no, no. The clown is the witness. The dad oh. is showing up with the clown <laughs> as his witness. Contempt. Call to the stand. Get out. <laughs> out of my courtroom. Tim Burns and Laura McKenna. The Q102 Morning Show. At WilmerRadio.com. I love a good auction. It is on... I see bids coming in already this morning. Hello, what are you going to give me for them? You got a hundred dollar bill? I can see a- you being an auctioneer. <laughs> I and getting like real pumped about it. When people are like, "No, I'm the last bid." No, someone's going to outbid you. Who's going to outbid you? And then they're like, "No, no, I'm the last bid." That's funny because even when I take the dogs out, I've caught myself being like an auctioneer. Anybody got to go poop? Who's going to give me a poop? Anybody got to go, 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 go poop? <laughs> It's Eddie. It's Oh, there we have a first one. Here we go. (laughs) Do we have another? Tim and Laura on the Q102 Morning Show. In the kitchen, in the kitchen, Laura's in there, making something, always learning, in the kitchen. Yeah, that's epic. Brought to you by Kitchen Fair, by Dawn's Building Center, yeah. bringing all of the In the Kitchen Tips to you and the special edition In the Kitchen Tips, special. which are leading up to Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tips, recipes, things that'll make your holiday gatherings. And really, none of these are just, oh, you can only make these at Thanksgiving. Oh, you sure. can only make these, you know, for the Christmas holiday. So oh, just yeah. all holiday season long. But we got a big one coming up, right? <laughs> so... Last week, we had my favorite sweet potato bake. Delicious. And I'm not a marshmallow person on the top, so this has like a pecan nut crust on the top. So that's on there. Hopefully, maybe you gave it a whirl before Thanksgiving. Try it out. This one, I there's no need to like try it out. It's going to be perfect every single time. <laughs> oh, okay. But my question for you, is it a casserole or is this a hot dish? Oh. I know there's sometimes where certain things could be a casserole, but then most of the time it's it's a hot dish. So this is something that if we are going to a family function, everyone expects. Like it's not a question like 
my mom will be bringing broccoli casserole. Am my I family seeing, will riot. Am I seeing an entire jar of cheese whiz in this yeah, recipe? An entire jar. <laughs> and we were talking about brand specificness on the show. She's not even picky with any of this. Yeah. If you use a store brand, if you use cheese whiz, doesn't matter. Cheese it's going to turn whiz. out perfectly. I'm mm-hmm. in. I'm in. What? But like, what's? Uh, we. I assume we got some veggies. Uh, broccoli, hence the name okay. broccoli casserole. Yeah. yeah. So there's going to be rice. It's going to be more gooey than a dry consistency. So I don't know if that kind of changes whether it's a casserole, whether it's a hot dish. It's going to be ooey and gooey. You're going to know that it's done. Some oven time cookings may vary when it starts to bubble, when it starts to get maybe a little, little crusty, crusty around the edges, but not firm. It's it's going to be just mm, comfort food on your plate. As I'm looking at this, I know you're a vegetarian. I could mm-hmm. easily see adding some cooked chicken to this. I mean, if you want to ruin it, sure. And cheese. <laughs> I mean, if you want to ruin a good thing, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. Well, you say don't like mushrooms. What? You could use what? like a cream of celery soup. Oh. You can use cream of onion soup. Okay. If you had cream of chicken, I mean, it's not going to ruin it. Uh-huh. But if you want to keep it vegetarian, any of the cream soups will really work. If you don't like mushrooms, there is also a can of mushrooms with juice. You can do a little swap to accommodate uh-huh. for the mushrooms you're not putting in there okay. and the juice from the can that you're not putting in there. But this recipe is so good. I shared it before. Someone <laughs> had it catered as their side what? dish to their wedding reception. Yes. They were like, this is so good. We're having it at our wedding. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're on to something, Mama Linda. Let's just look at the, the goo here. Butter, milk, cheese whiz, <laughs> cream of mushroom soup. What what could be wrong with that? So suck. is it a casserole or is it a hot dish, well, though? That's the question. I'm going to tell you something. What is the determining factor? I just did a Google here. Casserole versus hot dish differences and similarities. Casserole is the name of the dish that the hot dish goes in. So there's all the casserole people are wrong. That's the name of the dish. So we're right here in Minnesota all along. I very happy to so say. So why is why still tuna noodle? Tuna uh, that's a good question. Casserole, though. I've asked that for years. In even in Minnesota, we still say tuna noodle casserole. Everything else mm-hmm. is a hot dish. This one is going to be a hard one to switch to a, a broccoli hot dish. I, I feel like in my broccoli family, at least it's still going to be Mama Linda's broccoli casserole. Or if you ask one of my cousins, oh, I hope Aunt Linda's bringing her broccoli casserole. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a staple. The secret and ingredient. And I hope it will be in your house, too. The cheese whiz. An entire... Oh, I thought you were going to say love. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not love. I'll tell you it's not love because you know my mom hates she to cook. Does. And every time she makes it, she's angry. She's like, why does everybody love this stupid broccoli casserole? <laughs> And she's wow. slamming ingredients into it, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Linda, this is so good. So made with hate by Mama yes, Linda. Yes, yes. Find it at 1025fm.com. The Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9.